putting faces to the numbers in Syria. Today, Tuesday, January 21st, this is The World. I'm Marco Werman. Chilling evidence emerges of what war crimes experts are calling industrial-scale killing by Syria's government. This expert's seen pictures of hundreds of victims. These were human beings. They had hopes. They had dreams. Also today, America's first Hmong American judge remembers how a teacher helped him when other kids taunted him in middle school. She said, you can react one or two ways. You can fight back physically or you can restrain yourself. But think about it, which takes more strength? Plus, a member of the U.S. Miracle on Ice hockey team remembers that glorious win against the Soviets. What the world was looking at was good versus evil kind of thing. But for us, it was a hockey game. Support for PRI's The World comes from Medtronic Philanthropy, expanding access to chronic disease care for the underserved by supporting organizations and communities where they live and work, such as Memphis-based Church Healthcare Center. You can learn more at MedtronicPhilanthropy.com. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Numbers are not the same thing as faces. The most recent number of dead victims in Syria's civil war is 100,000. That was last summer. The U.N. has stopped counting because it's so hard to verify numbers anymore. Now, it's one thing to tally up the body count. It's another thing entirely to see the faces of the dead and to see evidence on their bodies of torture. That's what a military policeman who just defected from Syria allegedly brought out with him thousands of pictures. His job within the Assad regime had been to photograph the bodies of dead detainees. The policeman and his tens of thousands of photos were examined last week by a team of experienced international war crimes investigators and found to be credible. David Crane is one of those investigators. Uh, what do we know about the victims, who they are, and, uh, and, and just a number of them? What we know about the, uh, the victims, and again, I think it's important for the listeners to understand and appreciate and respect that these were human beings. They had hopes, they had dreams, each and every one of them, and uh, we estimate to the tune of 11,000 in this particular situation, uh, wanted to live their lives in peace, uh, and uh, it was so brutally taken from them, uh, they were starved, tortured, beaten, and then killed on the orders of the Assad regime. Their bodies were moved uh, into a process, an industrialized process not seen since Nuremberg. They were photographed, tagged, a report was filed on them, and then they were uh, processed out the door uh, and buried somewhere in, in the countryside. And so this is uh, something that is uh, beyond, not seen uh, at this level as far as industrialized killing, a systematic killing uh, since Nuremberg. Uh, it's been my experience uh, having practiced as a chief prosecutor of an international war crimes tribunal. I've not seen this kind of detailed, credible, direct evidence before. I mean, David Crane, you're a veteran investigator of war crimes and crimes against humanity. You, you cast it earlier uh, in the context of the Nuremberg tribunals. How significant is this discovery? Well, I think it is significant. I mean, obviously, uh, we have been investigating and looking at through the Syrian Accountability Project, which I had uh, building a case against uh, everyone who is committing war crimes. Uh, but this is uh, uh, very significant. This, this is direct, specific, scientifically proven evidence uh, that uh, we have a modern-day killing machine. 
Now, the Syrian government has denied this. Uh, I'm just curious, do you find it odd that the Syrian government would send somebody out, knowing the risks, to tally all these bodies? Well, of course they would deny this. Uh, they got caught with their pants down. Uh, this is uh, that they cannot refute this at all. But they, they, they sent somebody out to find out about the, these victims. Well, actually, they didn't send this individual out. This was his actual daily job. He went to work every morning photographing them, took a lunch break, went back to work, and went home. Right, so, but I'm uh, saying that they asked him to do it. This was his job for the Syrian government. That just seemed really odd. It was, it was his job, and, and it's a good question, and I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I kind of beat around the bush, but specifically, uh, they photographed uh, the individuals for several reasons. One is to confirm death, uh, two as a record of the death, but also, and I think this is important for your listeners to understand, uh, when one orders the execution of a human being, uh, they're going to want proof that that killing actually happened. And so uh, these reports were also...